This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome along to this week's episode of Macabre London. Now, you may notice this episode is slightly different to our usual. On this episode, you'll hear Bob Shoy from Weird Tales and the Unexplainable podcast. A few weeks ago, we decided to meet up and have a walk around the city so I could show him some of the things that I think are great about London and also a little bit macabre. We ventured to some places that haven't been mentioned in the podcast before, but also some that you'll recognise from previous episodes as well, because Bob was interested in following up on them. So have a listen, see what you think. I hope you enjoy it and uh, do let me know. I'll pop back in at the end of the episode to tell you where you can find Weird Tales and the Unexplainables podcast as well, and uh, also to let you know what we've got coming up next time. So I hope you enjoy this episode. We'll be handing over to Bob for some of the links as well, so don't be too surprised if you hear him instead of me. I hope you enjoy the show. London today is a bustling metropolis, an exciting place to visit and a somewhat safe place to call home. An eclectic mix of people from all over the world live in London, and the crime rate is dropping year on year. In some parts of this vibrant capital, the crime rate is lower than that of much smaller cities in other parts of the UK. However, things haven't always been so safe. Stories and tales of old have echoed around these streets and grown to become that of legend, particularly those of gruesome nature. Today we'll be exploring one of those stories and discovering about London's often bloody past. My name is Nikki Druce and this is Macabre London. It's really weird for me to come along and have someone else have planned what I'm doing because yeah. I'm always the one who has to plan everything we're doing this we're doing that so I'm like out of my comfort zone already with oh, not no, knowing where I'm going so it's kind of exciting. <laughs> It's kind of weird, like, diving into a nook to do a little bit of secret recording. Like, what <laughs> oh, are we up to? Okay, kind of yeah, it's okay. It's a bit echoey, isn't it? 
Right, okay. So, um, what's like the rough plan? Are we just moving from location to location? Yeah. Right, okay. So, this is uh, the um, older side of Guy's Hospital that you've got here. So, um, it's a shame that you can't get in at the moment, otherwise, I'll take you to the chapel. This chapel's really ancient. It's really right. uh, pretty. It's got the best, sounds really weird, but radiators. Oh, right. <laughs> they're like old. Victorian cast iron kind of boiler type radius, the radiators, so they're round. Um, and then they've got like all this filigree on them, they're amazing. <laughs> yeah, I've so never seen the radiator that impressed me, and now I feel sad yeah. that I don't get to see <laughs> oh, it. Oh no! <laughs> Excuse me, can we look at your radiators? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're a sight to behold, you've got to see them. <laughs> so this is our destination. Wow, okay. It doesn't look amazing. So we're the one with the scaffolding, right? Yeah, so the one covered in scaffolding. Right. <laughs> so I'm not going to make you climb the scaffolding, but we are going right up to the top of this building. Oh, really? Yep. Okay, it doesn't look like you're allowed in. No, you are. <laughs> so what time is it now? It opens at 10.30. It is 10.41. Excellent. So we are headed in, if we can find the entrance. Nice again, Museum is open as usual. Oh, wow, okay. I did. So do you want me to tell you anything before we go in, or do you just want to experience it? Uh, can I say what I think it is? Yes. Is this... You've oh, seen there we go, the there we go. No. I see it. Oh, no, I was right. This is the guest. I've heard of this place. Yeah. And I've always wanted to come here. And Excellent. now I finally get to come here. Because we were supposed to come yeah. here last year on Halloween. Oh, They right. had a talk in here. And yeah. it got cancelled because the person doing the talk got felt ill. Oh. Um, so we didn't come. And then we ended up holding a big campfire instead. Yeah. But, wow, and now I get to finally visit. Excellent. So I haven't actually said what it is. I'm recording now. Yeah. yeah. So we're at the old operating theatre. Yep, I've never been in here myself either, but I've uh, seen lots of pictures of it and I'm really excited and to is, go in. It is, as the name suggests, it's an old operating theatre. Yes, it is, I think, possibly the oldest one left in existence in London. So, cool. yeah, so let's head inside. Yeah, I'm up for it, let's go. Yay! Entrance and 52 steps. Wow. Tiny little, tiny little tight stairway. I hope I'm not claustrophobic. I actually am. <laughs> Well, we can always turn around. No, this, I can handle this it. This is so narrow. Just worried, I'm going to bang my head. Yeah, this is the tightest stairway I've ever been it up. It is, it is crazy. Okay. Do we keep going? Yep, keep going. <laughs> oh, wow, this is really disorientating. Oh, really? Okay. Well, you made it from the top. Wow. <laughs> That staircase was amazing, that was the last thing. <laughs> <laughs> Two feet. Thank you. Okay. Ooh. Ah, so we're like right in the roof here. So we are right up in the back one. So yeah, it feels old and it smells old. It smells musty, doesn't it? Yeah. It smells lovely. So we're seeing kind of uh, some taxidermy. Yeah, animals in medicine. Yeah. Snails, see this is, um, I actually have a phobia of snails. Really? Yeah, yeah. I know I already revealed that favorites. on the show, I already revealed that on the show once. So. I used to, uh, in my past life, I used to work at Bristol Zoo when I was a keeper there. So, oh really? Yeah, so I had to... A snail keeper? Giant oh really? Snails, oh yeah. that's like an absolute <laughs> nightmare for me. I like going um, snorkelling, oh, but as right. soon as I see a snail I'm like, I'm out. I'm out of it. But they're okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I do eels for me or something that I hate. Mm. Which, uh, you know, yeah, London, jelly deals. It's really anything that 
that consistency because I can't go near a slug, can't go near a snail. Like if I, yeah, if I pull up, this is so off topic to this, but (laughs) if I pull up to my house that night, yeah, and it's dark. And I'm like, there's so slugs around it. I'm literally like, got my phone like that, and I'm like that on the ground walking, yes, yeah. so I don't go near it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just weird, isn't it? How you have like these oh, yeah. irrational things yeah. like that. It's we like, we did a whole episode on like weird phobias yeah. and um, like what why people are scared of certain things as well. And it was really that's why it came up before. Yeah. But it is really interesting how people have these phobias for no reason. Yeah. I have no really idea strange. why I have that. No. Mm. It must be some kind of past. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> but so. yeah. There are, we have tusks, horns, shells. Bits of sponge, sea sponge. Yeah. Um, it says elephant here as well, but I'm not seeing anything from an elephant unless there's unless these tusks. These are too small for an elephant, right? Yeah, I was wondering if it might be an elephant tooth. Oh, wow. Those are usually hanging around. I'm always interested to, like, in old medicine when they used these bits of animals and whatever, mm. like, why they thought that was going to do the job. Yeah, where did that come from? Yeah, yeah. Because with some of these things, obviously with the things like the puffer fish, they're yeah. really deadly. So yeah, yeah. you don't want to be ingesting that. Or Unless they're thinking, oh, you give you a little bit of this and then you build up your immunity to it. But like, I don't need to build up an immunity to puffer fish. No. Or scorpions, for that <laughs> no. matter. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's interesting to see that that's something that people thought would work. Because I can understand things like, you know, like the, the wool fat soaps or the lanolin soap. Yeah, yeah. We still use lanolin today, but yeah, yeah really weird to think that powder and bones and things. And, and in China, they still use a lot yeah, of Yeah, I know, yeah. So we've now got some medical tools. I find, like, old medical tools, they're kind of like... Um, they make me squeamish. Yeah. But do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. oh god, like, I don't want that on me. They always look rusty and. <laughs> look at this one as well. Yeah, like, what are they going to do with that? That looks like some kind of punch. Yeah. And then there's some nice hooks at the top there. Yeah. And some. Looks like possibly might have been a smaller bone saw. And the thing is, when I see these hooks and stuff, I think about, like, oh, I wonder what that's for. And I know what it's actually for is way worse than what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Actually. Oh, do they used to pin back dissected layers? So they're just looking back your <laughs> skin with those. And remember, no anaesthetic. Yeah, oh yeah. That time yeah, what's the either. point in trying? There's no way you're going to survive the pain. Yeah, well, people did though. It's, um, it's mad. Yeah. Went to a talk not that long ago um, all about how hypnotism was used to try and hypnotise oh, right. people to block out pain. To block out pain. Mm. And apparently, uh, in some places in Germany and France, they still use hypnotism. Oh, wow. So you can opt to have hypnotism or pain relief. I think I'd opt for the pain relief. Yeah, I think I'd go for <laughs> being knocked out. The idea of being hypnotised kind of creeps me out as well, like yeah. losing control of yeah. my own body. I don't really like getting too drunk, which yeah. is my dilemma because I love beer. <laughs> Being drunk, so I'm like, I just sit just all night. Yeah. yeah, yeah, always eat a massive bowl of pasta. Yeah, that's it, soak it all out. Ah, this must be a toilet. Lovely. <laughs> and uh, newspaper. Newspaper, obviously. So they weren't savages. <laughs> so, this um, old operating theatre and the Herb Garrett itself are linked to St. Thomas's Hospital, which is said to be the oldest hospital but also there seems to be a fight between St Thomas's and St Bart's. I would love to see that actual fight. (laughs) With these old medical tools. Yeah, oh god, no I don't want to see that, savage. 
So there's a fight between them as to who has the oldest hospital. Right. St. Bart's always say that they are the oldest. But St. Thomas's say that they're the oldest because they're linked to Thomas Beckett, who was around before St. Bart, I think. Mm. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> but yeah, I so can edit it out if it's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so they're, um, they have this ongoing feud between them um, as to who has the oldest hospital. I'd also like to point out that I'm standing over a, a children's a really medical bed. <laughs> creepy crib. Yeah, with some creepy dolls in it. Yeah. You'd be shutting here at night. Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> See, these are... Yeah, I know what these are for. Oh, yeah, those are forceps. Yeah, yeah. You, you hook around a baby's head and yank it out, right? Yeah, and then they have those lovely little pressure marks around oh, the top of their head wow. for a few weeks. But, yeah, there's some, um, some good... That looks intimidating. Yeah, really scary <laughs> stuff. Glad you're not so, alone, right? So many of them as well. <laughs> yeah, so Just many. Just really ran yeah. the point home. <laughs> So we've got some big nursing badges here as well. So these are quite nice because you can see the sort of courtyard that we just walked past there. Oh yeah, yeah. Printed onto the top of them. So yeah, I think that's like a little bit of the courtyard that's left. There's still some there, not all of it. Like and they think. wore these on there. I don't know if they did. Oh, it says worn. Worn, yeah. They look like really oh, heavy yeah, to like really wear Yeah. Like they could just done something well. like that. That's much smaller, easy. Yeah. Nipple shield. So stop babies biting your nipples, yeah. as, as they do, you know, having to stop them all the time. <laughs> <laughs> this belt's really nice, though. I, I would quite like this belt. I assume that was a, uh, a nurse's belt of some sort. Yeah, they just got, like, some of the nurse's stuff in amongst, like... What is this? Uh, a sputum cup. Oh, nice. Yeah. No. Oh, a portable bedside font. So I assume maybe if they couldn't move the babies... Get the baptism done as quick as yeah. possible. It's out, it's done. Yeah. Because they, they said, um, I might be wrong on this, but if, if you weren't baptised and then died, you went into like, purgatory. Yeah. That's what they believed. So if the baby didn't look like it was going to survive, they're like, quick, baptise it, like, instantly now. Yeah, instant baptism. Yeah. So it's like baptism in your pocket. Yeah. <laughs> This is very pretty though. This this looks like the best this kind of Swiss Army knife. Yeah, it looks yeah. way more decorative than useful. Yeah, so we've what? got uh, basically a. Oh, it's a tiny little notepad and yeah. pencil. A little, like, it's a little bucket. Yeah, like maybe a little thimbly thing. It's got it's got fabric inside it. Oh right. So, oh, it might be like some sort. Of, yeah. and, if there's an emergency, and then I'm not sure what that is. No, I'm not sure. Yeah, it doesn't say, but basically it's a. Utility belt, mm. but very ornate. I might actually take a picture of it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Ooh, those all look like things that you don't want going anywhere near you. I like that they got the quote here regarding these horrible-looking instruments. Yeah. Uh, remember, gentlemen, that this hook and this perforator have been put there to remind you never to use them. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. No, not a good idea. So we've now got herbs and what look to be various different seed pods and some other jars. Now these jars I think up here are a little bit later, I think they might be 20s. So right. they might not be traditional as of their time. So how old is this building? I'm not sure. Really old. Yeah. <laughs> 
I feel like uh, before a certain age, if you tell someone how old something is, it's just like, wow, that's old. Yeah. Like older, just as old as you can think. Super old. <laughs> yeah. No, it's definitely before Victorian times. Yeah. So are these um, the operating theatre as well? And mm. is it when they used to have like an audience? Yeah. Do they do they still do that? Do they, well, is this the sort of time when they would do that? Yeah. So, yeah, uh, so when when we go in, you'll see that it's kind oh, of Oh, right, OK, you can right. actually go in there? Yeah. Right, so OK. So it's seated, uh, like oh, auditorium. that must be where they were going to do the talk. Yeah. Yeah, OK. Yeah. So they still, they do quite a lot of gigs and stuff in there as well. Looks here like you might be encouraged to make your own bits Bruce. of medicine. Yeah. Yeah. Don't know how effective they would be. That smells very nice, though. <laughs> what are you making? I don't know, I'm just like, giving it a go. There we go. Ah, so, you so make you're pills. making pills. Yeah, but oh, well, I wouldn't take them, it's just plasticine. Oh. But that's how you do it. Hey! The thing for me as well with the herbs, it's the same as the animals. They're like, why did they think certain herbs did certain things? Yeah. They just keep trying stuff. Yeah, there must have been some kind of basis in truth for it. But this sounds awful. Snail water. <laughs> yeah. Take garden oh, snails, oh. cleansed and bruised. Oh, Six no. gallons of that. Oh. Earthworms. Yeah. Basically all the But chuck in some aniseed as well. Yeah, why, why not? not? Makes yeah. it taste a bit better, I guess. And apparently that's a cure for uh, venereal disease. Oh, okay. I think I'd rather have the venereal disease. Yeah. Very trusting in here, though, letting you... Touch I guess we're allowed to touch things. I just yeah. keep touching everything. Yeah, it doesn't but. say the stuff that says don't touch is, you know, clearly marked. Oh yeah, I suppose it's behind glass, isn't it? Yeah, so everything else. So we've moved on to the four humours now, which were quite a thing during the plague. So the four humours were the things that were meant to be addressed. Um, I have to remember what they are now from school. See, I don't know this. So they were. So the four bodily humours. Right. This makes it sound like I know what I'm talking about now. <laughs> well, I, I, don't have to, I don't have to mention that you're reading this. <laughs> so we've got black bile, yellow bile, blood and phlegm. So those were the things Ooh. that had to be addressed. So if people thought that there was an imbalance of yellow bile, for example, they would uh, then purge you of yellow bile. Or if they thought that your blood wasn't right, they would then bleed you. Um, that kind of fun stuff. So it was all about making sure the four humours were in balance. And I can't remember who it was, but... Oh, Galen. There we go. Right. So he was the one that came up with it. But yeah, so it was quite... It was believed for quite a long time as well. I can't remember when they stopped... Bleeding, bleeding people. But, <laughs> or bleeding people. Yeah, like trepanning and stuff. Yeah. was something that used to happen Oof. quite a lot. But yeah, really terrible stuff. Oh, and they... Link them to elements, fire, earth, water, air, physicality. Oh, so the main organ that was responsible for it, so that would be your thing that got attacked, right. basically. Wow. <laughs> to try and get it back in balance. So they're going to attack your lungs if you've got a problem with your phlegm. Yeah. Which sort of, in some ways, makes sense. It does, but I don't want them attacking my lungs no. with the instruments I've seen. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they'd use forceps on your lungs, but... <laughs> well... <laughs> What's that one? Wormwood. Yeah. Chamomile is quite nice. It smells a little bit like urine, but also at the same oh, time right. it's quite flowery. I'll tell you that after you've stuck your hand in there. <laughs> that sounds like, it smells so strong. 
Yeah. And you went for rose. I yeah, I didn't rose see that one. I'm digging my hand in wormwood. Nice. See, that one's nice. Yeah. It's quite... Well, it smells like roses. I've got marigold here. Marigold, I'm not massively. Oh, there's a, a good one here that's called bloodroot and then poke root. So, <laughs> and then we've got some coriander seeds. These look like poppy seeds, so probably made into opium as well. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I feel very witchy in this kitchen. Oh, so we've got a leech jar here. Leeches oh, oh were... God, I actually thought that was a real leech then. <laughs> So this is uh, different, very pretty looking leech jars. So one of them is actually engraved as well. But that's going to be full of like writhing leeches. So that'll leeches, be full right? of writhing leeches. So leeches, I think they still use leeches. I know they definitely use maggots still in hospitals. What are these maggots for? Mm, for uh, cleaning Eating wounds. Out the wound. Oof. Yeah. So, but it's it's nature's way. So it works. And that's much getting better. your blood out, isn't it? Yeah. So these basically would would bleed you. So they would uh, take any. Um, supposed bad blood out of your system and then you'd be able to replenish your blood with good blood so yeah wow. they would be used for that it says again I'm just actually. like I may go undefeated but I'm just like oh I'd rather have the bad blood oh so on, on this sign here it says uh, leeches were used for everything from bloodletting headaches venereal disease and also hemorrhoids so oh, wow. yeah you wouldn't want to put that there would you <laughs> <laughs> depends how bad they get yeah to be I guess so <laughs> So yeah, so uh, they got three sets of jewels. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, not the nicest. When I worked at the zoo, we used to uh, there was some leeches in one of the uh, well, the invertebrate section, and they used to uh, get horse blood in, and then yeah. they used to get sausage casing, and they used to put the horse blood into the sausage casing, and then put no that into way. the leeches. So and that's the dinner. Oh, horrible! <laughs> so they were just hanging off this like horse yeah. blood sausage. Yeah. It's so grim. Yeah, it's so grim. I don't even think you know, about how, how are they going to feed a leech? So if a leech is in the wild, or does, it, does it just go and like suck onto an animal? Yeah, so we just... Basically, they live in kind of ponds and... Some of the animals we've got in this world is yeah. just mental. Yeah, they're just... How do they even evolve to that yeah. stage? What, yeah, I was going to say, I wonder what they think about, but do they think... It's just a human thing, isn't it? Yeah. Like, oh, I, I really fancy some I blood. they must have some kind of... They've got a central nervous system, haven't they? But I don't know whether yeah. they necessarily have a brain as such. Because, oh, they must do. I don't know. I don't want to think about it, to be honest. <laughs> Let's ask Siri. Siri will know. <laughs> what, do leeches have a brain? Yeah. Hey, Siri. Do leeches have a brain? So they have five pairs of eyes, 300 oh. teeth, and 32 brains. Why? So not just one. Why though? What's it thinking about? <laughs> Lots, apparently, because <laughs> it's got 32 of them. Wow, not like the philosophers of the animal kingdom, we never knew it. Oh, hang on, it says, well, technically they have one, but the brain is made up of 32 ganglia, which means the same thing in practice. So wow. there you go, 32 brains in a leech. Wow. That's a fact for you, public, isn't it? <laughs> they're going to learn something. This is pretty grim as well. Stripping back the flesh to cut off an appendage. Oh, no thank you. That's horrible, isn't it? Yeah, that's really horrible. So, yeah, that's basically looking at a stump, but also stripped away from the bone. And we also have an anatomical teaching skeleton here of a female who looks very small. Is it real? Yeah. I was wondering. Yeah, so there is a rule about yeah, she is quite small. human remains, so they must have a 
um, license to do that. So you're allowed to... Um, you have to have a license to show human remains. That's such a strange license to apply for. Yeah. So. Did Michael honest. Jackson have one of them? Because he had the elephant man skeleton in his house, didn't he? Oh, he did, but... Um, <laughs> but he wasn't displaying it. That's no. for his own personal use. Yes, for his own personal use, as he did. <laughs> but that's been returned to uh, Bart's oh. Ecology Museum. Oh, really? Yeah. But yeah, they've got him in there now. So I don't know how he ended up back there. I don't know if Michael Jackson might have... Had maybe he just forgot to put him in his will, and they were like, well, we'll have that back then. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, because he's an important specimen. So. Yeah. This it's such a weird thing to buy. This fake. So. Yeah. Well, this yeah. is plastic. Isn't plastic. It? That's yeah. why it's not behind, because if you touch old bones and that, you're going to get ill. I don't think I don't so. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know much about that in the body. and stuff, they say not to go into them, don't they? Because yeah. it can still be hanging around afterwards. So we're about to go into the old Oh, wow, this is it. Theater. So this is it. Oh, so, oh wow. big starlight. Yeah. So, yeah, as you said, they still do talks in here. Well, the one they were doing, they were talking about old the one on Halloween last year. It was like uh, it was about like old medicine, yeah. like thing methods of like using herbs and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 So they every Saturday and Sunday here they do talks. Uh, they do a talk on Victorian medicine mm. and herbs in medicine and that kind of thing. So skylight as well. I don't know if the skylight would have been. As it is now, because that's safety glass up there. Yeah, I don't think, <laughs> so, they had that. don't think that's original. It is really weird that a group of people would stand around and look at this table while they just like hack yeah. someone's arm off and stuff. And isn't it weird to think that there's people in here that have died, that yeah. have had a really terrible time? Like this floor's had a lot of blood on it. Yeah. I don't know if this How is the original. How they can't be? Because it'll be stained, surely. Yeah, it must surely have been stained. Unless they used to cover it with cloths. Yeah. Which could have happened. But you think in here you would have had... Well, they got, is that sawdust under there? Yeah. So, so that would have been all over the floor, uh, soaking yeah. it up. Yeah, that's what it would have been. Or any other uh, fluids, you probably would have had people throwing up. It is weird standing in a place where a lot of people died. Yeah. All the time. It's, always, I, it's so weird that but I've been in, in places where that happens. Well. I was going to say, every time I'm in a place where loads of people have died, it's really yeah. weird. <laughs> I shouldn't be in these places. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's important to recognise the history of things that have happened. You know, people that did come in here and died were doing something that yes for them was terrible yeah. but for humankind as a whole yeah. being able to be operated on to find out we've got to learn anatomy. somehow exactly so it's like uh, this won't be a popular viewpoint but for animal testing right. um, when it comes to veterinary medicines I know a lot of people don't like veterinary medicines being tested on animals yeah 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 but they have That's to be the same idea, on animals. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So it's the same. But then thing. we don't need to test like shampoo. No, 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 definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, cruelty free all the way. But you know, things like animal medicines need to be tested on animals, same as human medicines need to be tested on humans. Yeah. So, but yeah, so unfortunately, people that sacrifice themselves, they did. Well, you know what? If I'm going to die anyway. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. And it was. Something to remember that it, was, that it was a lot of men in here. It was never women. Oh, no. So it was all, no, 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 all no, no. gentlemen. Um, <laughs> and quite often there would be female patients as well. So a woman in a room. Oh, so you can have a female patient? Yeah. But you can't have female? No. 
And you're not in there. No, probably not. <laughs> They're probably very angry that I'm in here. But yeah, so uh, it would be, you know, you think of these poor women that were spread out on tables in front of all of, you know, a room full of fellas. Yeah. Not the nicest thing. It must have felt quite strange and alien to them. Uh, I would hate to be laying there all like these rows of faces Well, you faces think when you feel ill anyway, yeah, you exactly. want to be away from people, don't you? I want well, to be I know away from I people all the time. <laughs> when you're not feeling that great and you've got you know 50 faces staring down at you and if you've got to have some kind of intrusive procedure yeah are we allowed because oh, yeah, they have things up yeah, here of course you're allowed I was just going to try and get a view of what the room was like yeah. from uh, someone viewing it here we go Sorry, what's that? These look like big outdoor coats, don't they? Yeah. They're actually surgeons' coats. To soak up the blood? Yeah. Lovely. How crazy is that? Looks like a butcher's table. So, regulations for theatre is written on the wall. And it says, Apprentices in the dresses of the surgeon who operates are to stand around the table. The dresses of the other surgeons are to occupy the three front rows. The surgeon's pupils are to take their places in the rows above. Oh, okay. Admitted by permission of the surgeon. Okay, so there is like a hierarchy on yeah. it. Oh, the three front rows. So one, two, three. Yeah. Oh, right, okay. So the big wigs up front. Yeah. And the pupils up at the back taking notes. Yeah. And then maybe a couple of visitors up the top just yeah, catching a show. Yeah. Well, when you think back to that sort of time, there wasn't that much happening. Right. They did have like grizzly entertainment, didn't they? It's like hangings and that, they'd all yeah, attend it. Like, great. Just go today, just think it was their day out. And um, yeah, crazy. Wow. Oh, right, you ready to go to yeah, the next sure. place? Okay, right, I'm going to put my water in this hand and then I'm going to hold on to this rope. I was going to say, is there anything to hold on to? I kind of want to get a photo of this staircase, but there's not really a way to do it. Yeah, it's hard to get across just how uh, tight it is. Yeah, it's literally probably the width of me and a half, I think. Yeah, this is not a staircase that you would be running up and down with any speed at all. No. But worth it even if you're passing and you just want to go up. <laughs> a tight set of stairs. Yeah, I reckon it would be. Oh, it's so disorienting. It really is. I'll start getting like dizzy. Around. It's okay. We're nearly there. <laughs> There you go, that was the scariest part. <laughs> it was. Wow. There you go. I hope that was cool. It. Yeah, that was good. Right. Like so I said, I've been wanting to visit this place. I'd heard about it. I didn't yeah, realise it was it. here. Yeah. Yeah, so near to the station. So we're walking to the next destination so as well. We're walking to the next destination. Oh, okay. Uh, we lost a little bit of the recording here, but you're about to join us whilst we're walking around Southwark towards our next destination. And we're in the middle of talking about the Bishop of Winchester, who used to own the whole area, uh, including the place we are about to visit, and uh, his Winchester geese. Um, the place I'm going to take you after the next place I'm going to take you was uh, um, renowned for its Winchester geese, which were basically the sex workers that oh, wow. were around okay. here, so they used to licence them. And what do you call them? Winchester geese. Right, okay. So, but yeah, geese was a polite term for a prostitute. Oh, I've never heard so, that expression. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> but our uh, next stop is just down 
Oh, okay. Just behind this circular building is where we're going. This time we're going down. Oh, okay. Underground? <laughs> going underground. Oh, wow. So, this street here, I think is known as Clink Street. Right. So, if you think of people going to the Clink, yeah. where do you think we're going? You got the prison, right? Yeah. We're going to uh, the oldest prison. Oh, wow. So, it's very small, very tiny. Um, again, it's. Oh, you're allowed inside? Yeah. Oh. So it's somewhere I've not been, but I wanted to go. Okay. Everybody says it's a bit too touristy, so. Uh, we'll see. But we'll see. But yeah, I asked them if we could uh, record, and nobody came back to me. So. Oh, well, we'll just do it then. Yeah, exactly. I, I never normally ask. Nah. Oh, wow. There you go. <laughs> There you go, you want it back. Do you right know, like, yeah. Hello, hi. Hiya, two place. Are we going through here? Yeah. It's got that old smell. Oh, it smells really kind of dusty and damp. So the walls don't look particularly real to me. No. So this is apparently the site of the uh, the world's oldest prison. Right. So it's where... The world's oldest prison. The world's oldest prison. Oh, I don't wow. know if that's true. I'm just going to say it is. Yeah. You heard it here first. It's the world's <laughs> oldest prison. But, however, it doesn't really look that authentic. I don't... I'm not sure if this is. <laughs> but, yeah, so we've got some medieval shoes. And so this shows you a picture of Southwark. So basically how it looks. So yeah, what I was saying this morning is the posh part of the city was over the other side of London Bridge and this right. is on the nefarious, dark, terrible side of the bridge. So this is basically the place that... I never realised they separated out like that. Yeah, I didn't either until I started doing research about this, the whole area. So you got like shit town and yeah and nice town yeah, yeah basically so we've got some coins and various different bits and bobs that they've probably found around the area when they've been doing kind of um, excavations mm -hmm. sort, maybe or down by the river because you end up digging up loads of stuff you get people that are called mudlarks right that go searching through all the like soft bank of the river right but well, I say bank of the river just the edge yeah. of the river just digging and then through they just for anything. pick up all sorts of bits and bobs so we've got an anvil this? manacles right so would you put your feet through this or is this the... possibly that would probably be mounted on the wall and you'd be ah see. that's heavy ah. though yeah that's why you're not going to get out yeah yet. Yeah, so this was like all of this here. Right. Just belonged to him. But, but yeah, he would just tax everybody in the area for it. So, but this was like, was this when this was like the shit area? Yeah. So he just like lorded over like the shit heap. Yeah. So he just used to make the people that lived there like poorer. So it says that the prison was active from 1144 till 780. There's got to be older prisons in the world. Yeah, that. but that's a hell of a long time for it to be active. That is a very long time. So, yeah, there was... So maybe not the oldest prison in the world? No, maybe not. Because there's got to be older ones. Yeah. Yeah, there has to be. There's got to be prisons that are like zero, yeah. year zero. Yeah, definitely. Did they even imprison people back then, though? Was there that much morality? Well, I don't know. If you... Um, so Rude has been doing an episode about um, biblical conspiracies and oh, stuff. Oh, right. 
And I'm thinking about, because we were arguing whether if Jesus was a real person, was he not, da, 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 stuff like that. Yeah. They would put people on the cross, that's a real thing they did. Yeah. But they would have, they wouldn't just catch them and put them straight on the cross. No. Surely they'd have somewhere to hold them. Yeah. So that's the prison, right? Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. That would have been 33 AD. Yeah, which is crazy. It's weird to think of years in terms of like year one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, when, how, what? <laughs> yeah. I thought this was kind of gruesome. The, the trials and shit he's putting through. Ooh. Carry a red hot piece of metal over nine paces. Yeah, this is nasty. All deal by water. So that's a bit sh- like water. Yeah, like- yeah. That he or she might have to retrieve an object from boiling water. Oh. And after three days, the wounds would be unwrapped. And if they were healing well, God obviously knew the, the accused to be innocent. But after the wound festered, he was guilty. So bearing in mind, back in that time when there was no sanitation, yeah. no sterile stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, you got it's like, oh, just the, like boiling, anything boiling is horrible anyway. So yeah. you're sticking your hand right in. No, Your skin I, is like flayed. I once chucked a boiling <laughs> cup of hot tea over myself. Um, so that was bad enough. And did it, heal like within, did it heal within three days? Uh, no, it took like over well, a week then. to even start healing. All that so, guilt on you. Yeah. There's nails here as well. Oh, it's also like a with nails and stuff here. Oh, yeah. Uh, they've got the uh, the smell things in here. Right, yeah, because yeah. I, went, I went to the Viking Centre in York and they yeah. have that. Yeah. The smell of sweet urine. <laughs> Mm. Oh, okay, so men and women's prisons were separate. Yeah. Separate ah, so women's prison was here and men's prison was there. And where the kitchen was right now. Right. So the prisoners had to buy their own steak. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. With what money? Nothing. That sounds good. So you buy for your admission, the higher of your room, the higher of your bed, the higher of your bedding, higher of lighting, fuel, so if you didn't pay for that, you'd be freezing, food, so if you didn't pay for that, you'd be dead, water, <laughs> brackets, not clean, not clean, <laughs> pay for ale, I'd, I'd want to double the price. Yeah. Oof. That, well, that's why London, anyway. Yeah. It's just London prices. Yeah, they, they, never, they just took that and kept it yeah. from prison. You could buy luxuries to make your stay more comfortable. So inside these boxes, we've got an old jug. Oh, okay. Candle. And that must be, is that a stone? Uh, I would say that is uh, bread. Oh, yeah. It's actually soft. <laughs> is it soft? Yeah. Oh, I just, ah. 
like one of them you know you're not expecting something yeah. to be. A, go on, give it a poke. There's <laughs> 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 something gross about when you're expecting something to be a certain consistency. Oh, and they just took a shit in the corner of the room. Oh, nice. Is that the real that's fossilized the real turd? Yeah, fossilized turd. Poke that. <laughs> See if that's squidgy. <laughs> no, that would have been really nice, like, effect if they made that squidgy. Yeah. So if you haven't got any money when you get put in prison, yeah. do you just like no food, nothing, you just go die? No, I assume so. Or can he give you a loan? No, because it's just, it's just... Yeah, no, I don't think so. How are you going to pay it off? Oh, so this is, this is where I'm going to take you next. Oh, right. So this crossbones graveyard. So you see how densely stacked oh, wow. the bones were. So it's crazy that they... So it was the prostitute's graveyard? Yeah, that's so that's also what they known called as. it, but I don't know necessarily if it was, it was more of a, um, just a pauper's burial ground. Right. So, um, but in I was going to say, it can't all be prostitutes. No, so basically that whole area around there was the worst of the worst, so that right. was where the real slums were. Right. So basically they used to just shove people into that patch there, but yeah, the density of the bones there's not like an inch between them it's just it's insane so they removed quite a lot of them but when tfl kind of discovered it they sort of went uh, well we don't really want to build on this but at the same time we've been told we need to build on this but wow. the um mayor of london Steve khan has now um pardoned that area which means that they can't build on it all oh, right so, which is great because people have been petitioning to keep it um free um, and not built on for quite a while and there's like a whole group that looks after that area oh, right, so cool. they hand it over to the people that want to keep it not built on which is a good idea yeah. yeah we'll go there I don't know if it's open today but you can see the fence there yeah but yeah this tells you all about the Winchester Geese which yeah so I just saw this the Winchester yeah. Geese so it was on my outside hmm. so yeah so being known to be bitten by Winchester Geese was having an STD yeah lovely <laughs> so that's the Oh right, okay, so this is actually the real wall. Yeah. There we go. It feels older. <laughs> than the other squadgy ones. Yeah, yeah it's um it doesn't smell of anything. Maybe the bottom bit does. <laughs> you can just smell How does human, the wall though, smell? It smells like wall. Yeah. Kind of smells musty. So this was only the pri- this bit was only the prison wall from 1550 to 1650. Yeah, so where were the other ones? Um, yeah. So this guy was arrested over it. What, so they would um, perform like a public exorcism thing? Yeah. But it would all be staged? Yeah, so it looks like it would be fraudulent and then was a way of uh, converting Protestants to Catholicism. Right. So then it says that the uh, Western Coast guy that did it uh, was linked to Catholic conspirators and then that led to him being arrested and then put inside quick. Hmm. So, that before. On priest hole? Yeah. No. So basically, um, there used to be priest holes in certain areas to keep priests safe. So they used to, um, when the two uh, religions were warring against each other, um, priests of different sides used to hold themselves up um, in areas to sort of Oh, right. Time. Like a little safe room? Yeah. So basically, it used to just be like a tiny little hole just to hold one person. Mm. And that's where they would stay. So yeah, just like yeah, like so, um, just a hole in the 
Gorm. That sounds awful. Yeah. <laughs> that, um, I said earlier I was slightly claustrophobic. Mm. I can do tight spaces, yeah. but if I can't move, that I have restrictive claustrophobia. Yeah. So that that's horrible. Yeah. Not not. I can stand in the cupboard, shut me in the cupboard, and I'm panic. <laughs> ah, that's all spikes. Oh, lovely. <laughs> Are they the real heads? No. <laughs> oh, this is a uh, yeah yeah. So you've got a love heart on it. Yeah. <laughs> just, you know, just to remind you that that's a symbol of love. <laughs> yeah. But how, how did you do your bodily excretions, though? You, the, well, you got a hole. hole. The front is fine, but the hole at the back. you got a little poo. Bit much <laughs> <laughs> just be careful what you eat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of a little bit of serration, just in case you're like, I'm going to give it a go. Yeah, no, not a good idea. Uh, wasn't it like um, when young women had wore chastity belts? Don't know if this is true. You might not know. Isn't <laughs> it like not. their dad had the key to it? It was usually their husband, I think. Uh, oh, but before they were married, though. Yeah. So maybe. It, I think, and then he handed the key to the husband. Yeah. That is such a weird yeah. thing. It comes back to the whole kind like, of thing of ownership. Yeah. Now you yeah. can fuck my daughter. It's such yeah, a strange. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is weird. I would isn't hate it? to like, have to ask go? my girlfriend's dad like, "Can I have <laughs> yeah. the key tonight?" No. <laughs> Not for you. <laughs> but yeah, it comes back to this whole ownership of women. And yeah, the yeah. Used to, you know, basically um, elevate power and yeah, things. Yeah. And it's just, you know, bizarre that that was even a thing. And in some countries still is. Yeah, well, just the ownership of people in general as yeah. well. Death was slow and agonising as the criminal skin, muscle and fat cooked, eventually falling away from the bones. Boiling no. to death, that is rough. That is really <laughs> I wonder how long it takes. There's got to be a point. There's got to be a point where you pass out from the pain. Yeah. But then it says death is slow and agonising. Because sometimes they have people like if it's a painful torture like that, and you're like passing out there, people like slapping you, keeping you awake. Yeah. I can. I don't no, know how people no. did it to other people. No, it's so bizarre, isn't it? Because you think like anything like that, if you were, I don't know, just. No. <laughs> I was in the pub with my friend the other day and I was like, I've never just punched someone in the face. No. And I couldn't do it. I couldn't just punch someone in the face. No. It's just that whole sort of thought of inflicting pain on somebody else. Yeah. I don't want to sound like a hippie. I just don't want to hurt anyone. No, no. I totally get it. I think most people think like that. Yeah. So that was like all this area? Yeah. So, so this and the pranks attempts are basically everybody just revolted. And set fire to everything. What caused the riots? Um, probably Catholics. <laughs> oh, setting people against the Catholics. Yeah, so that's what it would have been. Oh, and the gin craze as well. So that was basically when gin came in, people got addicted to it because it was oh, much, right. much stronger than ale. I would have thought the gin would have been around longer than that, but... No, no. it was like, yeah, um, that's why it's called Mother's Ruin. Right. Because they used to ruin mothers and then they used to sell their babies to get more gin. Oh, wow. So it was, yeah, really bad. Um, and people uh, basically used to steal for it. They used to become homeless because they would pawn everything for it. And, uh, yeah, just... The gin? Yeah, the gin. Actually, I can't imagine, like, we know the whole world now. Yeah. I can't imagine, like, a new drink coming out and people yeah. are just like, Going I need more of this. It. But yeah, it was uh, like the crack of its day, basically. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Not bad. So what do we do? Uh, press the red button, I think. Okay, I'm going to leave this recording. I'm going to put it back there. 
this is like. And we got a picture taken behind bars. Yeah. Press the red button. Press the red button. Should I go for it? Go for it. That would make it easy. Then we get a timer. When it hits one, what do we do? Uh, scream. Okay, I'm gonna read a scream. No. No. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> we do a, a silent scream. That's the one. Perfect. That's the keeper. Oh, wait, do I have to get tickets? Okay. Got it, brilliant. <laughs> now we're stuck. You're stuck forever. Right, are you ready? Yeah. Whoa, that's a creaky old door. As we left the clink, uh, we could hear music on the streets, which you're about to hear. Uh, we walked towards it. What it was was a man sat playing the tuba with flames firing at the end of it. To give you a little bit of visual for the next bit. Expecting that around no. the corner. <laughs> right, coffee time. Now, after a quick coffee, we headed to our next destination. Apologies for a little bit of noise during the next clip. Um, it was quite windy at this point of the day. So we're at Crossbones Graveyard. We're at Crossbones Graveyard, so which we talked a little bit about in the yeah. clink. So it's basically a burial site for the paupers of the area of Southwark. So. This street round here was one of the poorest streets, so you'll see that the building is all tiny little rooms, so these yeah. would have all been let out independently, um, and they would have had anything from sort of five to ten people in each room, so would have been really horribly cramped. Mm. The road itself, the width in between, was probably about the same width as those cars there, so everything was super, super built cramped on yeah, top yeah. of each other. Um, Various different building regs not adhered to. <laughs> yeah, and this is the place they said they called it the prostitutes graveyard. Is that yeah, what it's called, prostitutes so, graveyard? Yeah. So it's um, the uh, Bishop of Winchester. So it's the Winchester geese. Is what they call oh, it. that's so, it. Yeah. Um, so he basically um, used to take tax from the ladies that carried out their sex work around here. So um, he used to allow them to do that and not get arrested if they paid money towards him so basically a bit of the hypocrisy of the church was that he was you know right. allowing this to happen yeah. even though it wasn't thought of as morally right just so he could claim some money um to be able to live his fancy lifestyle <laughs> so right. he wasn't the nicest of men i don't think but yeah so this is the uh, the gate this used to be the only area that you could touch so this is where people have uh, basically they put ribbons and tributes and I was going to say yeah there's, there's ribbons tied all over it 
There's ties, yeah. ribbons, beads, necklaces. Dream catchers. There's everything. Yeah. And so what, what are they? What are they? So these are all dedicated uh, ribbons to the women that worked here. Right. Um, worked around here. Um, and quite often uh, sex workers from nowadays will come and um, put ah. tributes up um, as a recognition of, you know, the oldest profession. Um, because it's got like that nice link yeah, to it. Yeah. People feel quite spiritually grounded to this area for and some it's, reason. It's kind of like, like you say, it's not just prostitutes. It's, no. Um, just all sorts of like lower yeah, class, lower class people, people so. and just sort of chucked in here without ceremony. Yeah. So the majority of uh, skeletons that they removed from here were women. Right. Um, so that's why they think it was um, more to do with sex workers than it was. Um, anything else just because this area was so prolific for it mm-hmm. um, and if you were a prostitute you weren't allowed to be buried on hallowed ground and this isn't a sacred site it wasn't attached right, to churches okay. um, there's a church around the corner which would have had a graveyard which I don't know if it still has a graveyard but that would have been the area where people would have been buried in hallowed ground but this was literally just a pit that people were, were chucked into wow. um, as the area got more and more built up um, when Museum of London excavated some of the bodies they found that some of them had been wrapped in cloth, some of them had been put in coffins, some of them had just been chucked in so it was a real mix of various different people Mm. put in so some would have been slightly richer but not really so. Yeah it still wasn't the best place to end up No not at all but yeah so uh, it's now been basically reclaimed by people that think that it shouldn't be built upon because it is sacred but yeah, yeah the, uh, it had to be closed in the 1800s because the people that lived around here complained because the bodies were starting to stick through the top of the floor. Oh, shit, OK. So that's how bad it got. Wow. Was that they couldn't even cover people over because there wasn't the ground to do it. That's how... Do they know how many bodies or is it just, like, too dense thousands to even... Thousands and thousands just and thousands, thousands yeah. Because they can't... Basically, where the bodies are all mixed together, where they were so densely packed, yeah. they can't bring them out. Wow, so. that's crazy. But they found... Uh, babies with um, basically syphilitic bones so scary thing is is that uh, basically if those girls were working and they caught syphilis then their babies would get syphilis right so yeah really horrible and the youngest skeleton they found in here uh, that wasn't well was a child uh, was 13 years old and she had syphilitic bones and it takes five years for syphilis to kick in so it means that she was working five years before that oh yeah so that's just how bad it was oh, around here nasty. so to make a living that's what she had to do but you shouldn't is... have to make a living at that age <laughs> no you shouldn't but unfortunately if they had no parents yeah they would either uh be put in a poor house which basically that was just as bad and you would end up having just as many terrible things happen to you but you wouldn't get paid for it so it was you know you choose to work on the streets or you choose to go to a poor home and those were the two things basically the poor homes were like prisons so lots of girls decided not to do that and went into sex slavery basically because that's what was deemed better at the time so yeah nasty stuff I mean it goes without saying but it's pretty gross that they're I mean the and, the bishop, and the Bishop of Winchester thought that was okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it just goes to show. Um, I think we might be able to go because I can see people in the garden. Yeah, I'm just going to get a picture of uh, these ribbons yeah. to put up on the website. Oh, 
Yeah, I think so. So this is nice. It's um, yeah, it's really nice. There's like a proper wooden entrance and seats yeah. and. But yeah, so they encourage people to come and have their lunches around here now because it's you know a very kind of work sort of city. Yeah. Lifestyle. So lots of people aren't usually around, and they're still building this like every single day. They're doing renovations. And there's lots of pictures of crossed bones and stuff yeah, around everywhere. Nice kind of little uh, like sayings as well and just lots of like nice words about the people that were buried here. I guess people are trying to give them a little bit of respect yeah. after uh, they were massively disrespected in the first place. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, you know, to go through all of that in the first place and then be chucked in a pit and then, yeah. you know, TFL come along and try and dig you up. <laughs> Rat. <laughs> Big old rat. That ain't big. <laughs> no, that's true. Actually, I've seen some ones in London. <laughs> that's just an normal size rat. So there's lots of different little shrines in here as well. Lots of gin. I was going to say a couple of gin bottles left by the shrine. Yeah, so that harks back to what we were talking about in the clink with Mother's Ruin. Yeah. And uh, how, you know, a lot of the bodies that were in here would have ended up here because of Mother's Ruin. It is, it's a really weird place because it's kind of run down, mm. um, but it's kind of nice and yeah. like kind of really respectful, but it is really run down, it's really strange. Yeah. It's a really strange like vibe here. Yeah, it's kind of bizarre because you can see the shard in the distance, yeah. the trains going over and you can see the cell phone tip the gherkin over there as well. Yeah. So it's like you're really in the heart of the city. And you've got this tiny little... I mean, it's not a big area. No. It's just a little tiny rectangle. I mean, just in the time I've been recording, we've walked from one end basically right to the other, yeah. and it's only like, like a minute to walk, yeah. not even that to walk from one end to the other, really. But yeah, when you think... Uh, I'm just amazed that so many people come and, and pay their respects. Like, they haven't forgotten this. No. It's really interesting. Yeah, but there's, there's you know, loads of burial sites like this across London that mm. people don't know anything about. No. So, I, would, yeah. I, would, I would have had no idea about this place. Yeah, and until people uncover some of these areas when they're doing digging and things, people just don't know where they are because they weren't ever documented at the time, really. Yeah. Because they weren't figured to be of any importance at all because it was just the poor people and the poor people don't count, so... Yeah. Was, um, yeah. Just like, just like now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's quite nice because there's... Um, anybody can come and volunteer here. And again, you've got writings and stuff all over the walls. Yeah. People have been throwing the coins in the pond. Yeah. Yeah, the, um, the area here uh, is a guy, John Constable, which sounds like a very old name, but it's not. <laughs> He's um, still around. Um, and he basically uh, said that he fell asleep one night and got woken up in the middle of the night um, by uh, a vision of a Winchester goose and he didn't know what it was. And so he got out of bed and followed uh, where she was saying for him to go and ended up here. Oh, wow. So, yeah, he says that it was the voice of the Winchester goose that was leading him here. And then he's written poems and plays all about this area. So, yeah, I think it has mm. to be taken with a slight grain of salt. Yeah, but I love them sort of stories. But it's a good little story, you know. It's, it's I always say on, on the show, because I do a lot of ghost episodes and stuff like that, I don't believe in ghosts. But 
I love ghost stories. Like yeah. I love them. I love hearing. I love any sort of storytelling, mm. be real or not. Um, so I appreciate a really good ghost story, even yeah. if I don't always believe all the facts. Yeah. No, I kind of feel the same. It's like I have seen ghosts, but at the same time, I still in my head don't believe. Don't necessarily believe it. Exactly so it's the one same. Of those things where it's like I've seen that. I don't know if I trust myself. Yeah, yeah. That it wasn't something that I saw out the corner of my eye. Or, you know, and it's like, particularly when... I'm well, always looking for an, an, a logical reason why I saw what I did or why what I experienced happened. Yeah. Exactly. Usually yeah. lack of sleep, I think. <laughs> yeah. Would you like to sign our visitor's book? Oh, oh yeah, sure, funded. of course, Thank yeah. You. After leaving Crossbones, we pass through the Red Cross Garden, which is just around the corner, uh, which is where Nikki regularly stops to sit for her lunch break. And this and Crossbones are preserved by Bankside. Um, right. Which basically preserve the areas and stop them getting built on or anything happening to them. But yeah, it's nice. And usually you can see little newts in the pond and dragonflies and. So you go to the market, get a sandwich, and bring yeah, it in. And then come back here. So it's not that bad. Yeah. People think that London is, you know, grotty and smoggy and. It's that too. Yeah, it is that too. <laughs> but it does have definite points I think when people visit a city and they, they're not too familiar with it obviously they if you visit London for a, a day you're going to go to the same place that everyone else visits for a day and that's what you think of London as yeah. it's the same as any city yeah. it's nice to be able to spend a few days in a city I like yeah. to visit different cities and now we're on to our final destination 50 Berkeley Square uh, again, there's a little bit of excess noise here um, because it's right next to a big, busy road. So, there we go. So, yeah, so let's cross over the road and then we are there. So, this is Berkeley Square? Yep. So, Berkeley or Barclay, depending Barclay. on how you want to say it. How do you say it? Um, I say Barclay. Right, I'm going to say Barclay because then. Because I'm posh. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. But I'm going to be posh for today. <laughs> means I had to go back and re-edit all my talking before. <laughs> and, and Barclay Square is um, the location for the most haunted house in London, right? Yep, yeah, apparently so. So this is number 50. Oh, this is it, number this 50, we're right here, okay. So right here. So this used to be a bookshop for many, many, many years. And now the, I think two years ago, three years ago, they sold up and moved out. Does someone live here? Um, so they're turning it back into a private re residence at the moment. Oh. So for years and years and years, it was a um, just a bookshop. And before that, it was then um, just a private house. So they're now going back in and stripping everything back. You can see the planning application online because I try to contact the people so to let us in. in. No. But apparently, I'm not allowed to. So. But I don't think anyone's in there at the moment but I don't think we can peek through the letterbox even though I really want to. <laughs> oh, no. it's sealed shut. Hey, it's sealed the letterbox shut. I'll oh, try to have a peek. Oh, rubbish. How do you deliver the post here then? There's a gap under the door. Yeah, you have to slide it under. Yeah. Oh, I can't see much under there. No, so the site of several different hauntings. So the attic is meant to be the most haunted place. So uh, somebody decided to stay in there overnight as part of a bet and uh, basically they didn't survive they 
shot at a ghost and then they died of fright apparently so they were found so I'm going to react like oh my god I know this because I listened to your episode <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all about it <laughs> so yeah so it was uh, oh my god then... so they <laughs> that was oh my, my best acting um, that's really scary <laughs> they didn't survive the night they didn't survive the night apparently but wow. when you look back through the archives and the records there's no uh, like mention in any death records or, or anything of people dying here oh right so, so it might be a little bit of... they think it was a cover up because mm. they were smuggling uh, basically anything that was of any worth at the time so like you know kind of gold or anything like that um into the basement and it was covered up by pretending there were ghosts here to right. stop people going into the building. Oh, okay. But that's the only explanation that I found for it. But yeah, but the um, everything else in the house apart from the top two floors is meant to be fine. So right, okay. You would have thought the basement So it's a uh, localised haunting to yeah. just one area. Yeah, basically. Okay. I don't know why, but... Why is it the most? I think because it was the most reported at the time. So things like Penny Dreadfuls and stuff in the Victorian times um, were really uh, documenting this place because it was like a good thing for them to write about. It gave them like decent content and things. Mm -hmm. So the um, legend of it was passed around person to person. So it's got just a little bit of notoriety going around about it. Yeah. Which is weird, given that it is a private residence. Yeah. You'd think that, you know, somewhere that's that haunted um, would have that kind of reputation because it's a, a public area with loads of people going through it. Like, yeah. you know, for example, with the clink and things, there was lots of people in there, so you can imagine that there's lots of different stories coming out of it, mm-hmm. but from one um, residency. But then also the other thought is that uh, the guy that lived here, I can't remember his name, but he... George Canning. No, not George Canning. <laughs> I was just reading the name in front of me. <laughs> so he was the Prime Minister. Right. He was like the shortest reigning like Prime Minister. Right. Short, shortest reigning? No, that's royalty. Uh, like, in office. He ran for the shortest term. Yeah, there we go. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, he was... Uh, he lived here for many years. I don't think he lived here when he was Prime Minister. Right. But, um, oh, no, maybe he did. I don't, I don't know. know. But he died at work. He didn't die here. Oh, right. So, so he's not spooking the place out. So he's out. not spooking the place out. And then they think that the other guy that lived here, whose name I can't remember, he basically lived a solitary lifestyle and he used to have uh, a servant that used to come and bring his food, but his uh, he was jilted at the altar. Right. So he then locked himself inside his house refused to leave because he bought this place and did it up for his wife and then she ran off with one of his mates and then he was left on his own so it was said that people would see a ghostly shadow moving from room to room okay. in the evening by candlelight but it was actually him so so this place has the um, it has the, the moniker of the most haunted house in London yeah and I'd heard of it as being the most haunted house in London yeah and then I saw that you had a podcast about it yeah Called the most it's called, it called the most white house on the right. Yep. <laughs> so do you, do many do you think many people come in? I don't think many like... people know that much about it because there's nothing to say. Yeah, I was gonna say if you came here looking for like the most white house, you'd be kind of 
it's yeah. kind of underwhelmed. Yeah. Because it's just a house. Yeah. It's just next a to a road. House. It's just. And it's I don't feel spooked out. But, uh, around it at all. It hasn't got like an eerie presence. No. Though, uh, even if I came here at night. Yeah. But yeah, it's um, it's very strange. Yeah. But yeah, apparently two sailors that stayed here overnight as well uh, were said to have woken up in the middle of the night and both uh, saw something which looked a bit like a octopus kind of creature crawling towards them so they both ran out of the building and one of them um, saw his friend run out of the building um, and so he followed him and then he ran the first guy ran down the street and then he saw a policeman on the corner spoke to the policeman and said ah there's something in this house right and expecting to see his mate behind him and his mate had fallen down here and smashed his head open and he was dead as well he was dead so. so it's like a cursed house. Yeah. Rather yeah. than a London's most cursed house. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, the uh, the girl in the attic was said to have been. Um, it was like her and her uncle and like her family were living here, and apparently it was the uncle that abused her, and then she jumped out of the top floor. Another window. fatality. So that's who's said to haunt the top. Right. Floor, okay. It's her. So. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. There you go, pretty unassuming from the outside. Yeah. But it's got a lot of history behind it. I was hoping to get some sort of like creepy vibe off it, but. No. No. No, you don't get it. It just looks like a house. Yeah, it just looks exactly like all of the other big, tall, ridiculous million pound houses around here. But this is like double millions. Yeah, I was going to say how much you reckon this costs. Uh, It's a big old house for this this area of London. For about 16 million. Wow. <laughs> really? Yeah, I think so. Maybe wow. six million. I might, I might be making though. it up. Yeah, it is huge. And it's got a basement. Yep. So, but yeah. They could turn, someone should buy. It. Oh, no, I was going to say sixty. I was going to say someone should buy it and turn yeah. it into a big spook house. Yeah, that's what. But no one's going to pay sixteen million to open a spook house. No, I don't think you'd make the money back anytime soon, would you? No. So this is our final destination. So this is our final destination. I don't want to say it's an underwhelming end. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. It's no, the it's one a... with the most history attached to it, I Yeah. Think. It's got some cool stories yeah. surrounding it. And I'm going to plug, if you want to hear some cool stories, go listen to um, episode, it was number one, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, episode, episode number one. one of Macabre London. Yeah. So you can hear all the facts about it. Yeah, so um, all the true or not true stories. No, they're true, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah maybe. <laughs> all the 100% facts about it. Yeah, all the 100% truths. Now, I try and base most of my research uh, on actually making sure things happened yeah, yeah. with this one here. Well, I feel like this is, this is the difference. Your show, you actually do your research. <laughs> Yeah, I spend quite a long time researching each episode and I'm super duper thorough about making sure that everything's like... If there's any kind of discrepancy between stories, I try and find the like right. middle ground on it because quite often there'll be like one story where it's like a girl has done something and then another story will be like it was yeah, a boy that did it. And it's like, uh, so who was it and why did they do it? And just like trying to find that middle ground is quite See, it looks like we don't do our research, but we do more than it sounds like, I think, <laughs> on some, some episodes. Cool. Okay. That's us done then. There you go. Bar- Bar- Barclay Square. Barclay Square. Hmm. All right. Cool. So. And where do you need to go back to? Uh, I don't know. I'll have to <laughs> Find work out it out. Yeah. And you're going to a satanic flea market? Yeah. 
so I'm off to, uh, there's a group called Satanic Mojo that do basically, um, they have events sort of once every three months or so, and they always put on like really good little events, mm. so it's worth going along to a first event. And there we go. I want to give a massive thanks to Nikki for leading me around for the morning and showing me some interesting places. If you want to hear more from her, you can find the Macabre London podcast on Acast, iTunes and most of your regular podcast places. You can find it on Twitter at, at Macabre London and on Facebook.com slash Macabre London. Uh, for us, as you already know, go to weirdtalesandtheunexplainable.com and you'll find links to all our Twitters, Facebooks, Patreon, etc. And the blog posts for every episode, including this one, um, I'll put up a few pics from the day in London, uh, including the one you heard us get taken in the clink. We got locked up. Uh, listener of the week this week is, of course, Nikki Druce. Thanks again. So thanks for showing me around yeah, for like no the last like, yeah, three hours. Yeah, give me a shout if you want to do like. So yeah, yeah, cool. There's plenty of stuff to see, so let me know. Excellent. Yeah, we'll do. Thanks very much. See you later. Thank you for listening to that special crossover episode of Macabre London and Weird Tales and the Unexplainables podcast. I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you did, do let us know on social media. As usual, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram with all the same handle. We are at Macabre London. You can also pop us a review on iTunes if you feel like doing so. It's always nice to see your reviews and it's always nice to hear your feedback about the show as well. If you're interested in finding Weird Tales and the Unexplainables podcast, what I will do is leave it in the show description so you can just click through to that. Um, But they are also on Acast as well, so if you're listening through the Acast app, all you'll need to do is just pop in Weird Tales and the Unexplainable and they will pop up. As usual, don't forget to rate, review and subscribe and also share the podcast. If you're interested in supporting the show and helping us to make new episodes, you can pop onto Patreon where you can donate as little as a dollar, which will help us to keep creating the show and also to bring you extra content as well. If you haven't looked at our YouTube channel, I've got some exciting news. We'll be uploading a giveaway video on there soon. So it's going to be a video um, giving away a few things for October, because obviously in October it's Halloween, which is my favourite month of the year, as you may have understood already. Um, So there's going to be a nice giveaway there with a few Halloween goodies. Pop over onto YouTube um, to find out how you can enter that giveaway. Again, I'll pop the link to the YouTube channel in the show's description, but if you are able to search it, then it's just Macabre London on YouTube and you'll be able to find our channel. Coming up next time on Macabre London, we have the story of John Ellis, the most notorious hangman in the whole of England. We'll be investigating exactly what the role of a hangman was and some of the most infamous cases that he put to death. Join us next time. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 